because we know just from firsthand experience that government contracting is definitely a way to not only build wealth but actually accelerate and grow your company. Built it from ground up, nobody could break this. I'm making real moves. When I see it, I want it, I get it. Let's build an empire, baby. I know that you with it. What's up, y'all? What's good? What's good? You know? Yeah. On the move. Yes, we definitely are. Little travel going on right now. Um, always, you know, in a state of growth making sure that we in environments that's gonna continue to um, feed us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's really in every capacity, you know, feed us, you know, mentally, spiritually, financially. And I just feel like, you know, it's important for, you know, all people, especially couples, you know, y'all raising families, mm -hmm. building legacies, you know, to always be in a state of growth because growth kind of keeps you open to like new things, right? you know? And I think that was one of the, 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 um, the key things that like helped us, you know, as we, um, grew into becoming business partners, you know, um, and I think being open to entrepreneurship because it's like, you know, I don't think y'all really know about um, our um, government contracting story. So I, I was about to say, like, man, look, take, but it's like let's, let's government go on journey. Yeah, you know? like government contracting is the bag, you know, and um, a lot of people are afraid to get into it. And yeah. um, I, I don't know if I was afraid to get into it. I think I was just really more, more um, the fear of was because of the lack of understanding. Right. But you know, when you think about it, you know, the the government has a six point two or nine trillion dollars spend yearly. You know, and when you think about that, that's billions of dollars. And what and what most people don't realize is that whatever you do, mm -hmm. like most industries, commodities. Whatever it is that you do as a business, in most capacities, the government buys. Down to pencils, the it government. It don't matter what yeah. it is. Like if you're a barber, mm -hmm. you feel what I'm saying. Yes. If you are, if you if you make t-shirts, we you know, saw contracts and all of if, these things that like, that we're If you saying. do makeup, yes. Like it's the government. Like don't get it twisted. Don't think that or oh, your industry don't apply. Yeah. Like there's literally. I remember I sent this. I sent a bid to my barber. Remember this yeah, years ago. Yeah, I remember for um, it, it was, was the nursing home, huh? No, it was for uh, the, the jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prison at the at the uh, at the, at youth, the prison. At the youth yeah. prison. Yeah. You know, like six figure contract. A six figure contract to, to cut, show up yes. once a week to cut hair. And you know, I think that you know, um, and I, and we're not saying that everyone should go into government contracting, but we are saying that you know, government contracting is the way that we got started. Um, we were able to build a you know seven figure enterprise just based off of government contracting. Yeah. We still have government contracts right now <laughs> with proof as yeah. we actually record you know this um, this podcast and um, you know. I mean, we've we've got, we've received so many contracts, and um, it has definitely been the one thing that we have been able to understand what it's like to work smarter and not harder. So, what would you say is some of the pros of government contracts? Um, it's dependable. Yep. It's dependable. There's longevity there. You don't have to. The only thing that you would have to, that you will have to do is um, wait for your money when you first are getting started because sometimes so there is a, one of the cons. Yeah, that's a con. Is you know, is you know, is there's a wait. You know, there can be a thirty day, sixty day, ninety day wait. Right. You know, um, for your payments. But other so than I mean, you have to have some infrastructure set. Which you most you should have some infrastructure set up 
that allows you to still be able to operate while mm -hmm. you wait on that on those payments. Mm -hmm. You know, the the pro is that your and money, multiple contracts also. Right, the pros are that your money coming. Your money is coming. Like you don't you ain't gotta be caught. You don't gotta worry about calling. You know whoever to be like, man. You know you gonna pay this invoice. Right. Now nah, your money coming, but they got terms. You know they have certain ways that they um, process payments and invoices that may cause your cash flow to be a little strained for a while. So you got to be in a certain position or you got to put yourself in a certain position to be able to wait on those payments so yes. you can still operate. Yeah. So, you know, a pro of government contracting um, is definitely the, you know, it's dependable. It's dependable. Um, it's, I say, we say it's fairly easy to get into um, depending on what type of industry that you are in. Mm -hmm. um, construction is a very big industry. Consulting is a very big <clears throat> industry in government contracting. Um, facility maintenance is a very big industry. In training. Government. Yeah, training. And yeah. you have to think about these things because, you know, when you're thinking about as you should as a business owner, like what value do you bring, right? right? When you think about government, right, the government operates in every capacity. So what value do you bring to the government? And that's how you go into your, um, that's how you build your, 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 I guess I'm going to say your portfolio, your value, your value proposition, yeah. or your value portfolio in terms of like how you get into government contracting and you stay into it. There are so many business owners that we know, so many businesses that have gotten into this. Yeah. And um, even like in real estate, you know, a lot of people, they don't look at real estate as one of those things, but it's like we were, we got our first G, GSA, GSA contract, I think when we, our first year in real estate, yeah. you know, as our own brokerage, yeah. you know, and this was not something that we broadcasted because to be honest with you we weren't experts right. we just we saw opportunity right. and we took it right you know and we learned yeah. along the way but real estate is one of those things that the kind that the government actually think about it their facilities are real estate you know yeah. <laughs> you and know so many, capacities, so many different know. capacities they look for leasing agents they look for right you know, they look for land acquisitions. They yeah. look for consultants. Mm -hmm. You know, they look for appraisers. You know, they look for, you know, specialists, people that can actually, you know, give them um, advice mm -hmm. on what type of real estate they should be looking at. Right. You know, so, you know, it's a, it's, again, the government looks for all types of industries and commodities and yeah. trades you know to, and if, to participate right and so like if you guys want to you know really you know this is just like we say this is something that we're just throwing out there because this is you know we're at a at a uh conference right now um that is about you know different various industries within the government uh the agency that's putting on this contract you know they're they're one of the agencies that connect businesses to government contracts mm -hmm. you know you definitely want to make sure that you have your business structure you definitely want to make sure that you go on sam.gov you have your dunce number um all of those things the, those um basic things you want to make sure that you have that you're a correct um mailing address you know um all of your things are connected you don't want to have your business address here you this everything is connected yeah. you want to have a, a legitimate phone number a legitimate address and you also want to you know have a, a capability statement you know well, what yeah what capabilities do you actually have what can you provide to these governmental agencies that you have and you want to start sourcing you even want to start this is another thing too go to some of your local agencies whatever those local agencies are there's sbdc small business development centers 
all over, you know, all, all in all 50 states. You want to connect with them. You want to connect with agencies. If you're a veteran, go into like your veteran business um, agencies that help veterans. I've utilized those services. If you are a veteran, you want to make sure you get veteran-owned certified. If you're a mm -hmm. woman, if you're a minority, you want to be minority-owned certified. W um, OSB, Woman Owned Small Business Enterprise. Um, you want to make sure that you get your MBE if you are a minority business. Um, you know, your your DBE, your Disadvantaged Business Enterprise. If you're in a hub zone, you want to make sure you get your hub zone certification. All of these things help you because with the government, they're set aside. If you're a woman-owned business, guess what's going to happen? They have set aside. If you go to Sam, if you go to like Instamarket and you start going on there, that's a government agency that have mm -hmm. government um contracts on there. You're able to look at these government contracts and you're able to see the set aside that they have so that you're not going against hundreds of people. You're only going, you're only going, you're only submitting your RFP or your RFQ um, to to a pool of people that have the same set aside that you have, right. which puts you in a better position to actually receive the government contract. So you want to make sure that that you and, and your business you're you're being you're able to check all of the squares. You're right. able to check all of the boxes. You know, whenever you're getting into this because again like we say is it's very lucrative but you want to make sure that your business is set up properly you want to make sure that you have all of the correct certifications and you want to connect with a government um contracting officer so whatever into there's so many different that's one of the things we learned about yeah. with the different agencies you know you think that you'll just get with the veteran owned uh agency but it's a no there's like so many different agencies that have their own certification process and their own portals but you can't hurt it can't hurt you know working with you know as many as you can yeah you know, because it's their resources yeah they're, they're there to help guide you and no i'm gonna I'm just tell you straight up they're not going to always have experts. You may have, you may know more than them when it comes to your field and when it comes to even business. Mm -hmm. But they're there to help you navigate how to get certified, how to help you get the certifications that you need to be qualified to take advantage of some of these set asides that these government contracts offer. So yeah. the best thing that you're doing is basically putting yourself in position, putting yourself in position. That that was the biggest thing that me and Mink did when we first got into the government contracting space. It, it wasn't so much of that the organizations that we were working with, that they were so savvy and they had the best experts that was helping us. What it did was it put us in rooms that we may not have been able to get in as as 20 something year olds trying to get into a space with people that's been in the industry 30 and 40 years. Yeah, that's true. You know, we was attending big conferences with people. We in our, our mid twenties, these people have been in business for 30 some years. They, yeah. they, they, they twice our age, you know, they the age of our grandparents. But we're at these big conferences mainly because we learned the process. Yeah. From attending some of, from from going to some of these agencies, showing us how to submit a proposal, how to do a a a, a request for qualifications. Yes. You know those. And an RFP are, and an RFQ is different. They're totally different things. Yes, a request for quotation, a request for qualification, a request for a proposal is totally different, you know, yeah. so you, so they're going to ask for different things. So if you are thinking about getting into government contracting 
you know, which if you're in one of the top industries for government contracting, that would be a great thing. You want to make sure that your business is set up properly. You want to make sure that you have a capability statement and you want to make sure that you start connecting with some of these offices, some of these organizations that help businesses connect with government contracting officers because they're the ones that's going to help you secure the contract. Even if you lose a billion, I'm going to tell you all this. If you if you're in the if you're navigating right now in the government contracting space because we we we've we've had I was the one that would go to the big conferences right yeah not and, always well, not always but like <laughs> yeah but yeah you further did. into it and you you'll have times to where you'll feel like man we're not gonna win this bid yeah oh my goodness you know what I'm saying yeah. like you'll know it but don't let that discourage you. Because it's so many times to where when you go into those big conferences and you put your company name and your name on that on that on that roster, on that signing sheet, the the first two or three companies that may get awarded the bid may not work out. And then guess what they do? They're gonna go to that sheet and they're gonna see who was there, who attended that conference. Yep. And they're gonna go down the they're gonna go down the road. And even if your if your was, number it, was higher. It was so many times that we've gotten a call gosh. to say, Hey, you know, the first Four bids didn't work. Can y'all do the job? Yes, that is <laughs> Can so y'all do true. It? Yes, and you know, we yeah do, do the and at that point they negotiating with you. They like what well, the numbers that you put do they work or do we need like they now nah, it's it's more this it's more conversation. It's more conversation at this point. It's not even yeah. just about a bid and you submitted a number and it's take it or leave it. It's like nah, what we gotta do to make this work? Yeah, because we need you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they have a deadline too. You know, those government agencies and those contracting officers, you know, they have a job to be done. And yeah. the job that is to be done is to get the work fi fulfilled and completed, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, they're going, again, like you said, they're going down the line. Their goal is to get the work completed. They have deadlines. And so you just want to make sure that you're in a position, your company is in a position to, if if presented, you're able to fulfill this contract, you're able to fulfill these needs, you know? So... And then, oh, the, not to go talk, the other thing I'm going to say is going back to making sure that you attend all of the pre-bid conferences. When you get a, when you, when you get an email saying that there's a, a contract proposal coming up and it might say that the pre-bid conference is not mandatory, you still go because what you want to do, especially as a small business, I'm going to just tell you, there are always going to be about two, three to four companies that's are, that are big company, larger companies. And they're going to always That go. attend these conferences and they bid on these projects all the time. Yeah. What you want to do, even if, even if in the back of your mind, because this was me, I was there in the back of your mind, you'd be like, man, you know, I might not get this contract, but it's a long game. You go there and guess what you do? You network with those larger companies. We've had companies, we've had companies that have called us multiple times on multi-million dollar yeah. um, contracts and have access. Can y'all fulfill this aspect of the contract? Right. Just because we would go there, we would network and they they would know that we knew what we were talking about. Yes. You know, that's a whole nother thing too. Is So stop looking at them as competition. Yeah. Look at them as an opportunity because they may need you in a sense of what you might not even be thinking about. Yeah. They may, they going to get the water of the contract and depend on the size of the contract and they see that you're there and you have the capability then they may go ahead and give you actually what you might have been looking for. Yeah. So that's good. So you got to go into when you're when you're going, you know, um, into these, you know, um, bid opportunities. Don't look at the other companies 
as a competition. competition. Look yeah. at them as a connection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at them like, yeah. if I'm connected with them, right? The plug. The, right, you know? <laughs> and so that way, you know, it's like, again, when they're, when opportunities come, it's like they know that y'all are in the same in the same field, guess what they're going to do? They're going to give you the opportunity to fulfill whatever the aspect of the contract is. Because when you have a multi-million dollar contract, you definitely want to get people on the contract that know what they're doing. Exactly. And and the thing about it is when you have a multi-million dollar contract, your biggest value is going to be how you can build a team. Yes. That's going to be the big, that's going to be your biggest success. And business period. Your team yeah, always matters. business period. Because your team helps you to be able to work to work smarter, not harder. For sure. But especially in government contracting because a lot of the things in government contracting is service-based. Yeah. They have some. They have contracts that require some products, but a big bulk of government contracting is service-based. So the people that you are able to employ, the people that you are able to partner with, they're going to be the biggest, the biggest litmus test for your success. Yep. So if y'all want to get into government contracting, if y'all have been thinking about getting into contracting, or if you are already in government contracting and you're thinking about pivoting, this is definitely an episode that you want to listen to because we know just from firsthand experience that government contracting is definitely a way to not only build wealth, but actually accelerate and grow your company. So if y'all like what we were talking about on this podcast, which I know y'all do, y'all need to go ahead on, like this podcast, subscribe, download it, and leave us a dope review because we we know y'all dope and y'all know we dope too. <laughs> uh, for sure. So y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the On Your Keys podcast. I'm your host, Mink, and we got my co-host right here. J Go Day, okay, Mister On Your Keys, y'all. Let's What's good? Get it. What's good? Download this. It's been real. We love you guys. Until next time, peace out. Be blessed. Watch this. It's time to talk life balance, love and marriage, all the trend topics. No off days. Come up the hard way. Never no shortcuts. I took the long way. Gotta leave treasure for my kids. Kids pleasure. Every loss been a lesson and an unexpected blessing.